Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and this week we're going to talk a lot about the Couch to Marathon program, and who better to do that with than Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. I guess we're going to call this the Couch to Marathon Hour, right? That's right. This is the Couch to Marathon. If we can get it all in, in one hour. Yeah, yeah. The special New Year's Eve edition Couch to Marathon program. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. Hey, are you still on the fence as to whether you're going to do the Couch to Marathon program? Well, we're going to talk about why you should get off the fence and hop in and join us this January. Um, Just a word of caution about next week's podcast preemptively before you hear it. We recorded that before this one and before the Christmas episode. And so there are some references into that one (laughs) about Christmas. We're not crazy. And we're not. Yeah, we're not crazy. We're not. We're not perpetually in the Christmas season. (laughs) Just know that ahead of time. So let me ask this. I don't mean to interrupt you. Are your Christmas decorations still up? Mine are. But mine aren't. You're, yours are I'm not. that guy. You're that guy. I put them up way before everybody else, and they're down on the 26th. Yeah. If my wife will let me, they're down on the 25th. My kids <laughs> will start screaming if I do that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm the guy that has them up early and takes them down early, but I'm, I'm kind of an anomaly, I think, there. Yeah, ours go up somewhere around Thanksgiving. Sometimes a little bit before, most of the time a little bit after Thanksgiving, yeah. and then um, ours come down usually about January first, second, somewhere in that range. Yeah, that's yeah. too late. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. I know how you are. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're interrupting our regular stream of podcasts. We are going to share some stories here, but we're going to talk a lot about the Couch to Marathon mm-hmm. and kind of how that's going to work. We've had a lot of questions, right? So that's really good that people are wanting to know ahead of time, how's this whole thing going to work? So there's a group of people out there I want to challenge right now. There, as, as you know, we've been running some ads about the Couch to Marathon program. We have, at the time we're recording this, over 12,000 thousand people who have requested information but have yet to sign up now if 50 percent of those people will sign up wow wow that's right <laughs> that's incredible it's the the signups have been incredible yeah. i mean run club i think we said last month it did like 100 it grew like 150 percent and we're on track to do that for this month yeah and so it's really just blown my mind how the response to this couch to marathon program and that's why i'm excited we're doing this hour kind of focused on that to really to really educate everybody because there's a lot of questions there's been a lot of questions about what we're doing and they're good ones and and rightfully so and it's it's helping us figure out because you know we say this all the time we're we're very close to this program we're in here day in and day out and we just assume everybody else knows yeah but that's not the case so we want to educate everybody yeah yeah so that means 2021 is going to be better than 2020, right? Well, I, you know, I've heard it called, and I will agree, 2020 was the dumpster fire <laughs> year. So hopefully we got all the bad things that could have happened. Hopefully this vaccine's going to 
take off and coronavirus is going to be in our rearview mirror. Man, That's, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. It looks like we're headed in that direction it anyway. Does. And yeah. so, and I know half of you are either really happy or really sad about the uh, the election and, and who the president is going to be. But you know what? We still have a king. We do. And he is still in control. That's so, right. Uh, Absolutely. Amen. Yep. yep. So, uh, so there you go. Um, we've already done this. Um, but if everybody can kind of just bear with us for a second, you know, we've talked about the Couch to Marathon program and kind of what it is. We're going to keep talking about it. But let's let's go ahead and just in a very basic way, let's let's talk about what the in a three minute version of what the Couch to Marathon program is. So January 17th, we're going to start the most ambitious thing that we've ever done here at Run for God. We've had all kind of challenges, Couch to 5K, 10K to half marathon or half marathon. But starting January 17th, we're going to do a Couch to marathon program now for all you haters out there it's not in 12 weeks <laughs> we've we've had those comments this is a couch to marathon program in one year and we want you everybody listening to join us on this mm. so we're going to start january 17th and all we're really doing we're, this is not rocket science here we're not trying to act like we have some secret sauce we don't no coach out there does we're going to simply string together all of our challenges with a week of rest in between. So starting January 17th through April, we're going to do the Couch to 5K program, which everybody's familiar with. That's our flagship. Over 200,000 people have done that program, over 5,000 instructors around the world. We're going to do that. It's tried. It's true. It works. We know it works, and we want you to join us there. If you're already a runner, get some people who aren't runners to join you. So January to April, we're going to do that. We're going to graduate... Uh, at a 5K either in your area, or you can come to Dalton, Georgia, and join us at Run at the Mill for free. Free. Free 90 free. So, and then we're going to take a week off. No running. And we mean no running. That's right. I know there's going to be people out there, oh, I need to maintain. No, you need to take a week off. <laughs> <laughs> and so, starting right after that, we're going to do 5K to 10K. It's going to be 12 weeks. And you're going to find a 10K in your area. And you're going to run it. Mm-hmm. Or you can do a destination race. And you're going to take a week off. And then we're going to jump into the 10K to half marathon. It's going to be 12 weeks. And you're going to find a local half marathon in your area. So now we're into October. And you've just run your half marathon. And then we're going to step in. You're going to take a week off. And we're going to step into the half marathon to marathon challenge. And is it going to be tough? Yes. That's the idea. Every Everything worth having is hard. But so in January of 2022, we're going to graduate either at a marathon that you choose or we are all going to show up at the Disney Marathon in Orlando, Florida, January 2022 to graduate. And we want thousands of you to join us there. Now, we're going to have some details on... We've already been getting questions about travel and things like that. We haven't gotten all those details. Registration for the Disney Marathon isn't even till it doesn't even open till like March, and and we're looking into some details there, which we'll have out early next year. But we want you to step out of your comfort zone and join us. Mm-hmm. It it's not going to be easy, but we're going to go through a lot of the reasons why you should do this, even though it's hard. And how that parallels to our faith. But if you're out there, I, I, I talked to a lady last night, a lady that was at my house having dinner. And she's like, I just don't know if I can run a 
marathon. She's ran 5Ks, 10Ks. She might have even ran a half marathon before. Um, but even if you've never ran a half marathon, even if you've only ever ran a 5K, even if you've never ran a race in your life, and you're saying, I don't think I can do that, that's the people we want, right? Those are, that's them. That's I mean, right. we want we want the seasoned runners out there because if you're a veteran runner, you're going to inspire others. Bring people along with you. Mm-hmm. If you're a veteran runner, you may say, like you, you're saying, well, I've 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 run a marathon before. Great, right. we, We've got room for you. Gonna do it. It's, let's say you're running 15 miles a week, and you say, well, I'm I'm really not ready for. I don't want to regress back to the 5K challenge. Well, just kind of maintain. Go into a holding pattern of what you're currently doing, and the program will catch you. But what you can do that's really going to make an impact on both you and your community is reach out to people in your community and get them to join you. Mm-hmm. We've got tools. We've got we've got, even got little business cards that you can hand out to people in your community. You can order them. They're free at RunForGodRunClub.com. Um, but what's the cost of the what's the cost of this program? It's free. It's free to all Run Club members. Um, you know, we've had some comments. They they go to to the Run for God Run Club site and they say well, we thought it was free. It is free to Run Club members, right. but how much is it to join Run Club? It's cheap. It's twenty seven cents a day. Twenty seven cents a day, about the cost of a piece of bubble gum per day is all it costs, and you get a free race out of it. Yeah. And you get twelve months of free training out of it, and you're helping a ministry that wakes up every single day with the goal of reaching lost people through the sport of running. It's it's a win-win, and if we keep on the trajectory we're headed, we're going to be the largest running club in the world. That's going to be man, awesome. And, man, that is going to be incredible because think about the doors that will open. Mm. You know, when, when Runner's World wants to talk about running clubs, I hope they're going to call us. Yeah. And think about the impact that that will make when people see that the largest running club in the world is a ministry called Run for God, man, I mean, think about the doors and the opportunities and the the ability to be able to reach people that that could open. And your membership in the Run for God Run Club is going to help us do that. That's supporting that, yeah. And we've had a number of folks make important life decisions recently. We've had 10 decisions where people have given their life to Christ since in the past eight days. Yeah. I mean, this is the Christmas season. This is when we're most active in that area. Uh, it goes on all year long, but 10 decisions in, I think, the past eight days. Yeah. And that's just, we say it all the time, that's nothing that you and I are doing. Yep. We're simply the vessel by which God is is using. Amen. And I, I'm, I'm so honored for that to be the case, and, and Run Club's going to help us continue to do that. It's exciting to see. Okay, so let's drill down a little bit from there because a lot of folks, okay, they get that. They see the overall picture of what it's going to look like and how we're going to go from zero to marathon in a year. All that makes sense. Okay, I've got that. Now, what is it going to look like week to week? What What's it going to be? So starting January 17th, January 17th is a Sunday night. Um, we haven't nailed down the exact time um, because we're trying to cover multiple time zones here. And we get it. You know, we do the, the Facebook Live right now at 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, that works for a lot of people, but it doesn't work for some people. And so between now and the 17th, or probably a week or two before the 17th, we're going to finalize the time. Because, you know, we, we, we're not going to be able to make it work for everybody. But we're going to go live 
on Sunday nights, and the class time is split up usually into two departments, if you want to call it that. So the first is the Bible study. This is a Bible study. This is a 12-week Bible study, the 5K Challenge that parallels faith and endurance, and it takes people who have never run their first 5K, or in this case, their first marathon, or what could be their first marathon. So we're going to have the Bible study part. usually lasts 15, 20 minutes. And then the second part of the class is the running education. And this is where you really come in and you start teaching people about the sport of running. We're going to be doing this together. And so during that first 12 weeks of the 5K challenge, you're going to learn everything you need to know to enter the sport safely. You know, the biggest mistake a lot of people make who have never run before is they decide, I want to run. And so they go out and they run six miles. Most people can do that the first time they try it. The problem is it's the next day (laughs) when they can't walk, something's injured, and they hurt so bad they never want to run again. So we teach you how to enter the sport safely. Um, We want instructors, we want coaches who have been part of Run for God all around the world for the past 10 years. We want them to be engaged with this. Like I said, even if you're a runner, if you've... We're going to have three groups of people. We're going to have people who have never run take this. We're going to have people who are coming back to running be a part of this. And we're going to have the seasoned veterans be a part of this. There's room for everybody in this, and it's going to be be so fun. So Sunday night is the class time. It's where you're going to learn everything. And then depending on what point during the year we are, the 5K challenge is three. Once you get on up into the marathon, it's five. But you're going to have runs that you need to do throughout the week we can't do that for you (laughs) this is where the uh the accountability comes in we've got a community around you to motivate you inspire you but you're going to have to get out and run this is where having a community in your local area is so important even if it's just one person yeah you can do it by yourself Mm -hmm. you can do it by yourself but if even if you just have that one person or two or three who are doing this with you, it makes all the difference in the world when that 5.30 alarm clock goes off if you know somebody's waiting down the road at the stop sign yeah. to start that run. You're not going to hit that snooze button. That's right. Yeah. And so so basically the crux of it is we're going to have class time on Sunday nights. You'll log in to runforgodrunclub.com. We'll be live on YouTube. All that will be embedded, embedded into our website. You'll be able to comment and interact with us on Sunday nights, ask your questions, talk to other people. The the community, the training plan is one thing. The training is, that's great. But that alone will not many times get you to a marathon. You've yeah. got to have the support system, the infrastructure, the motivation, the inspiration. Uh, but, you know, you just got to be inspired to do something like a marathon. Yeah. And that's the beauty of Run Club. That's what Run Club brings to the table more than anything else is a community of like-minded people who want to complete a marathon and they want to pe- point people to Jesus along the way. And there are going to be some great stories that are oh, going to come man. out of this. We're going to have a treasure trove yes. of stories I can't next wait. fall of people. Next year, I mean, I think you we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit more in here, but the feeling of crossing the finish line of a marathon you, you can't replicate it, and you can't really even any other way. It. You can't, and you can't describe it. That's yeah. the other thing is, mm-hmm. it. You know, I think John Cougar Mellencamp. We've already talked about this. Said it <laughs> best. It hurts so good. Yeah. 
And there is there is bad pain and there is good pain. Yeah. And this is the best kind of pain yeah. there is. And just so everybody knows, one thing that you that you didn't mention was that if you can't be there, we're going to try to find right. a time that's good for everybody. But if you can't be there on Sunday evening, whatever that time may be, it is going to be recorded and you will be able to go back and watch it later. If you've got a, a group, let's say you've got 10 people in your church and you all want to go through this together. That's fantastic. We love to see groups like that all over the country. That's fantastic. If you can't do it on Sunday night, maybe it can, maybe the time we do it conflicts with a Sunday night service. Right. Well, then you guys can all get together on Monday. Right. And you can watch what we did on Sunday. And Sunday afternoon at some point during the day, you'll get an email with the link to where the video is going to be at. Like I said, it's going to be housed at runforgodrunclub.com. You're going to get a link to the video where we'll be live. But if you can't make it to that live session, that link will also be the link for the recorded version later on. So... You, you you do you're all gonna have to check your email um, because all of our communication is gonna be through there. Um, some of it may be on the Facebook group, but most of it's gonna be through email, uh, letting you know the times and everything. But it's gonna be every Sunday evening. You're gonna have class, and then three runs to begin with, probably into the late spring, early summer, and then it'll ramp up to four. And then once we get into the marathon training, five runs per week. It's not too much. And if you say that I don't have time, that's because you're not making the time. Um, You say it all the time. You will find the time for the things that are important to you. Is your health, is your lifestyle, is the ability to to witness through this great sport, is it important to you? If the answer is yes, then you can find the time. And I can tell you, you're going to get more out of this than just fitness. You're going to get a mental attitude that will change the way you live your life sure. for a lot of people. I mean, I've seen it over and over again. People who do things that they don't think they can do. When you accomplish something that you set out to accomplish, and in the beginning you, you're just not even sure you can do it, when you accomplish that thing, it changes your whole perspective. Well, you learn you learn the value of not giving up. And, yeah. and think about what that one value transcends yeah that that will go to your job i mean whose job doesn't get tough at times oh yeah how many people give up Mm -hmm. your marriage look at the divorce rate in our country now yeah and it's because many times people just give up yeah marriage is not easy Mm -hmm. just like a marathon is not easy but if you can learn how to push through things and, and navigate and you know, really endure our walk with Jesus Christ Yeah, is not easy. The, the principles that you're going to learn from this challenge will will cross over to every area of your life, and it will all be good. Yep, it absolutely will. Hey, let's take a break, and we're going to go to a commercial about J Radio. You know, we have a Run for God channel on J Radio now. So if you haven't checked that out yet, you need to. And you need to understand that there's a playlist on there that was created by The Run Club. Exactly. So That's so cool. Yeah, it's very, very cool. So go check that out at J Radio. Social media? Nope. Grocery store tabloids? Nope. The newspaper? Not usually. The national news? Are you serious? 
Is there any media source these days that only shares a positive message? A lot of the media we take in each day can be pretty negative. Why not make the decision right now that your music will only be positive? Sign up for an account at jradio.com today and download the app in your app store with music for every moment and entirely positive Christian message. It'll be nice to hear things going right for a change. All right, we are back. And so what do you say to the person out there who says, I can't ever see myself running 26.2 miles? I mean, that's, that's for some people, that idea of being able to run for hours at a time um, is just so outside of their scope of what they believe they can do. Um, but what do, we, what do we tell those folks? I mean, History tells us that ordinary people run marathons all the time, but that's so hard for people to get into their head. Well, for the for the people out there that ran their first 5K, I've I've always said that the hardest miles to run in a training program are the first three. Yeah. Even for a seasoned marathoner, an ultra marathoner, whatever, the first three miles are the hardest, and if, if you can run three miles, then you can run 26 miles. You're, you're, we're, we're just repeating here. Mm-hmm. And I I love taking the people. That's, I mean, we, we talk about it a lot in Run for God. We take the I can'ts and turn them into I did. Yeah. We've done that. Not we. This program has done that tens of thousands of times now. Yeah. And the change that you see in a person... That's what you mentioned it before the break. The stories we're going to have after this are just going to be incredible. I mean, the stories of couch to 5K are incredible enough. Yeah. But to take someone to their first marathon, and if you're out there and you're kind of feeling goosebumps right now, which I'm sure you are because I am. I haven't ran a marathon in several years now, and I'm I'm pumped to do this. I'm I'm excited about the the thought of crossing the finish line again of a marathon. But what excites me more is doing it with this group of people right yeah. here. Because I'm on the Run Club Facebook group a lot, and I see the chatter that's going on. It's If if you're not a member of Run Club, that group is worth the 27 cents a day, if uh, that was it by itself. Yep. Um, but I can only imagine the stories that are going to be on that page every single day for the next 365 days. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and you know, right now, there's no better time. If you've ever entertained at all, or even if you haven't entertained the idea of completing a marathon, this is the best time you're ever going to find to do that. Because being able to do that and interact with those people on that Facebook page and to be encouraged along the way and to have somebody once a week who's getting in your ear and in your face and saying, you can do this, and, and motivating you is going to... You don't get that opportunity every day. How many comments have you already seen on the Run Club page that talks about how inspired people already are? And it hasn't even started yet. <laughs> we've got a month. And then we've got the people who are like, when are we going to get our stuff? I'm ready to get started. Well, it's January the 27th when this starts. But they're, I mean, the 17th. But they're, I mean, people are just raring to go, and I love it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of putting me and you behind the eight ball when you start getting some more stuff out. But <laughs> it's coming. We promise we're going to be completely prepared on the night of January 17th, uh, you're putting out some videos, yeah. and that's kind of helping 
calm people down. But I get it. I'm excited too, and yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of behind the scenes, so I, I know what's going on. But a lot of people aren't, and they're like, "Have you forgotten about us?" No, we haven't forgotten. We're we're ready to get started. Yeah, I can't ha- I can't help but think about that person out there who's trying to decide. And and here's my question to you. You know, Mitchell last week he said, or maybe he, you said it on Facebook. I dare you. I dare you. I said it on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I dare you. Right. So here's another question that kind of goes along those same lines. What do you have to lose mm-hmm. other than maybe some weight? You know, you. I mean, well, who's going to argue with that? Yeah, who's I mean, going to think that's a bad thing. You don't have you have nothing to lose to get started with this thing, and um, you know, I, I think about myself, and we, I've talked several times about the plant based diet that I'm on and the difference that it seems to have made in my life, and um, I never, never, ever thought I would do that. Mm-hmm. A year ago, if somebody had said, a year from now, you are going to be on a plant-based diet, I would say, you're right. You would have laughed. I would have. I seriously would have. I would have told them they were crazy. Yeah. Uh, but here I am. Yeah. And so, you know, you may be saying right now, I can't run a marathon. But a little over a year from now, you could be going, here I, I ran am. a marathon. Yep. Yeah. At this point, I'm, I'm weeks away from my first marathon. I, it gives me goosebumps. It, yeah. it really does because... I've I've done it. I've 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 been in the people's shoes who are out there. I remember when Holly and I signed up for our first marathon, which was the Disney Marathon. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe I just did that. I cannot believe I just hit submit and spent money to go out and what I thought at the time was and just torture myself. You're you're gonna turn a little bit crazy during this process, but it's a good crazy. Yeah. It's you're during this process. There's people out there right now that hate rain, they hate snow, they don't want to go out in it, they don't like the idea of pain, they they like to sleep late. During this process, all of that's gonna change. You're you're gonna turn into one of those people that's you know I saw right now it's snowing a lot up up north and we're sending a lot of pictures of students who are out in the snow, you're going to turn into one of those people that everybody looks at like they have three heads when they see you running down the road snowing or pouring down rain because you're going to learn to love that. Yep. You're going to learn to love to, to get up before the day starts to get your workout in and realize how much better that makes you feel through the whole week. I mean, and, and there's no secrets here. We're, we're, we don't claim to have the secret sauce. We don't claim to have... You know, the miracle pill, we simply teach a lifestyle here. Yep. And it's 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 nothing that you can't find on the Internet. You know, we've had that criticism before. Well, you guys are just teaching people how to run. You, anybody can go to the Internet. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. You can go find all this on the Internet. We simply put it in a package, and we put it together with a group of people that if you will stay engaged almost certainly guarantees success it's a bunch of people all in the same boat rowing in the same direction exactly. and that's so much easier than rowing by yourself exactly so, now are there going to be people that get injured probably you know that, that that is a real possibility but many times that happens because people are trying to do too, too much, much too soon we have throttled this program that if you will listen the chances of getting injured is very minimal. You know, obviously, I, I've had injuries before when I just I was doing everything right, 
and I mm. and I got injured. I got a nagging injury, and and I've had those injuries where I was doing everything wrong, and I got injured, and I was like, if I'd have just listened to my own teaching, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. So it happened to me it, just recently. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you it will change you. Yeah, we can do some incredible things, but here's the thing that makes this group different than a lot of the stuff that you'll find on the internet. That is that as a group, we're going to lean on God a lot throughout sure. this process. Um, and I can tell you, I know, we've all seen it. He can deliver. And exactly. So, uh, so keep that in mind as you question whether or not you can do this or not. And think uh, about, you know, we've said this before too. Think about the impact. I think about the very first uh, Run for God kind of community challenge we did. And we showed up to a race. It was like... 400 people it was the dalton half marathon and like half the people i remember were that. run for god participants and it was like i remember our tent was sitting beside the beer tent and <laughs> nobody went to the beer tent <laughs> it was i mean it was just fun to see the reaction of people well think about going to one of the largest marathons in the world and it being obvious believe me we're gonna all have the same color t-shirt with the Run for God logo on it, and we're going to stand out. We want to stand out because of what's on the front of our T-shirt. Yeah. The Run for God logo. And we want people to ask, what are all you people doing here? Yeah. Because guess what that opens the door for? Great conversation. Great conversation, and ultimately teaching people about a Savior that loves us and his gospel. Amen. And, and it's... God, now I've got all goosebumps, <laughs> too. So... Think about what it's going to be like to show up to Disney with a thousand people. Uh, um, it's going to be fantastic. Golly, I'm so excited. Hey, don't forget that we'd love to hear your story, and you can send those to runforgod.com or runforgodrunclub.com. We're going to hear a story now, and this is a story from somebody. If you've been on the Facebook page, you've seen him post some things um, because he is a current Run Club member, has been for a little while. He's one of the – he may be the – he may be – the fastest run club member we have. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a he's a fast guy, and um, but he's got a a, a big heart. Um, you may have seen his video on the Facebook page, and it's from Jeremy Ream from Mansfield, Ohio, and the title of his devotion is called Cross Runner's Heart. Have you ever wrestled with God during a run? I have many times. On a cold, wintry, and slippery day this past February, I was wrestling with God during a run, and he literally brought me to my knees. I was asking him the why question. Why me? Why my family? I was having a little fight with God over some news that had me contemplating what God's intended purpose was. A few months prior, I was elated to know that we were expecting our second child. My wife shared the news during a vacation in the German Alps where I was recovering from a stellar performance at the Berlin Marathon. Life was looking good going into 2020. I had a healthy, growing family and was at the prime of my career as an orthopedic and sports medicine physician. In February of 2020, just after a routine prenatal ultrasound, our unborn son, Noah, was diagnosed with a very severe heart condition, hypoplastic left heart syndrome, or HLHS. HLHS, in a nutshell, is when the left side of the heart doesn't develop and can't pump oxygen-rich blood to the body. It is a rare, 
Uh, it is rare, only 1,000 live births in the U.S. each year. In fact, just a few decades ago, the prognosis for this condition was certain death, zero chance of survival. I thanked God for two things. Number one, Noah would, Noah would be born in 2020, and two, he would be born in the U.S. where techniques using staged palliative surgeries have improved and have given many children with his condition a chance at life. In the congenital heart disease community, these kids are called heart warriors. One parent of a heart warrior summed up this label well by saying, they are heart warriors because they will show you true courage and strength, and in turn, they will help you find your own. So how did God bring me to my knees on that slippery run in February, it was as if my whole body was screaming out, why? I didn't actually say this out loud as I ran down into a short dip in the trail. Turning a curve, my footing found a patch of ice. My knees slammed to the blacktop trail, which was covered with ice and light snow. I could have just rolled over on my back and made a snow angel. <laughs> After being briefly tempted to curse at my surely soon-to-be bruised knee, I found myself kneeling on it. I have long felt a pull to do something more with my life. I have always said if I wasn't a doctor, my career choice would have been coaching. Over the years, my desire to give back has grown, largely because the encouragement and support of others has become more salient in my mind. As a runner, some of my most influential mentors have been my high school and college coaches. To date, I have officially taken a coaching position. I have, excuse me, I haven't officially taken a coaching position. However, it certainly has been on my heart to become a Run for God instructor in 2021. I'm not sure that I'm called to be a traditional running coach by heading up a team of young athletes. However, I know God is calling me to use my running talent to inspire others. I have done that along the way, but more recently, I've been more public about it. Feeling God's calling in the spring of 2020 with the uncertainty and anxiety surrounding Noah's upcoming birth and subsequent open heart surgeries, I launched a website and a blog called www.crossrunnersheart.com. The tagline on the site is, A Runner's Life Experience Leading Hearts to the Cross. While kneeling there on the cold, icy blacktop this past winter, God didn't tell me to start a website right then. However, he was clearly calling me to be obedient. There was a flight of ideas running back home that day. I prayed for courage to take action when there is a nudge that I know is coming from him. Cross Runner's Heart is the culmination of what I feel God is calling me to do with my passion for distance running. The blog, blog talks about faith, family, and running. It is encouraging to know that I have motivated at least a few people to get off the couch and onto the church pew or heading towards a new fitness goal. And yes, my wife and I have signed up and have inspired others to join the Couch to Marathon Challenge starting in January. My son was essentially born with half a heart and now at six months old and surviving two of the at least three staged surgeries, he is doing well as well as anyone could have expected. My wife and I researched the best possible program and surgeon to reconstruct his heart. In this process, I have prayed and have been as obedient as possible. While trying to save my own son's heart, I have felt my own heart being changed 
My heart needed a surgeon too. Excuse me, my heart (laughs) needed a surgeon too. There is no cure for my son's condition, and structurally his heart will never pump from the left side. But I pray it will one day become whole as he comes to know our Heavenly Father. Along the way, I hope we can both make a difference. Recently, during some time on my runs and talks with God, ideas flourished which led to me hosting a free virtual race coming up on New Year's Day called the Heart Warrior Half Marathon. There are distances less than a full 13.1 miles with half half a half and the decimal changer, 1.3 miles being the most popular. In the spirit of transformative action and helping others to find their own inner courage, my goal is that the event will motivate many to kickstart the 2021 new year in a positive direction. I have found new peace and purpose with my running. The cross runner's heart will continue to push forward and is excited to see where God steers me in this journey. Man, that's a that's a great story, Jeremy. You know, I, you can go to his website and, and find out about that um, virtual race that's on January 1st. What what better day to have a, a race than January 1st to kick things off? <laughs> so so if you're listening, go, go check that out. Go to his website and, and check out that. Um, yeah, just yeah. a great, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, I have two kids of my own and I, I can't imagine, you know, those kind of diagnoses and, and the road that they've got ahead of them. But it's, it's awesome to see that Jeremy's got a, a clear focus on who does understand it. Yeah. And I can see if you, if you're familiar with this podcast and you remember when we had Harmony Hammond tree on mm-hmm. here, um, you can see somebody else. Right. That was born um, in, in a way that wasn't as fully capable as the rest of us. But man, has she made the best of it. Yeah. And we certainly hope that Jeremy's son, Noah, yeah. uh, is able to do some of those exactly things. Exactly the same and, thing. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy needs to go back and listen to that podcast he if does. he hasn't heard it. Absolutely. Uh, go back and look for Harmony's podcast. He does have some scripture passages here. Psalm uh, 139, 13 through 16 says, and we've all heard this one, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My friend, my frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God knows us before we're born. We are we are special people, and that that scripture tells us that it's very clear. Yeah, I mean, uh, he knew us before we even came to be. Yeah. To me, that's before even conception. Yeah. I, you know, there's there's a lot of political hot buttons here that we can discuss, but um, we were loved. Before we ever came to be. Yep. And you can't argue with that. No, and when you know that to be true, um, it makes some of those political hot-button issues pretty clear. Exactly. Um, from a, from a, a moral side. Um, I, <laughs> I just heard a really famous person uh, that was talking about basically population control. Um, that that the world is, is going to become overcrowded. Now they were saying this back in the 1970s mm-hmm. too. They said by this time the world the world couldn't sustain the population we have today. So this is always something that's always been there. 
But this idea of of trying to control what God has planned, it doesn't work that way. You know, I saw this in your notes, and I have no idea who who that person is, and and you don't need to tell who the person is. But how arrogant do you have to be to make comments like that? Yeah. To say that I, we, our society needs to take matters of God into our own hands. Um, That's a dangerous dangerous place to tread it is and uh now that's not saying we shouldn't be uh responsible with resources that we have and the things that we do right certainly um but but we need to control the population Mm. yeah that's a that's that's a a bridge too far we need to do our thing and we need to let god do his thing that's right and he will and he tells us that he will and he has yeah Scripture passage number two, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. We really like that second verse, don't we? The the cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. But we don't like the first part. We 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 don't like the specific three words of in due time. Because in due time does not necessarily mean here on, here on earth. Um, many times God's plan may not be complete here on earth. Yeah. Uh, we talk about healing, you know, people who are sick, and ultimately, if they're a believer in Jesus Christ, they're healed. It may not be here, but they're, they've got a glorified new body in heaven. Mm. And, uh, yeah, this is just another one of those thoughts. Of, it brings back the verse of, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Yeah. We, we will never understand some of the comments that that Jesus made or God makes that, that are in Scripture. We sit here and we scratch our head, and some sometimes we're just not going to understand them. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, it says in the, the verses before this, it says, Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Mm-hmm. Well, how far have we strayed from that in this country? And again, we just talked about politics from a political standpoint. We are so constantly. And the reason we don't want to get into that discussion and what we feel, because we have some strong feelings, but we're not going to get into that discussion because it's not about attacking other people and making other people feel bad. Mm-hmm. And that's this humbling yourselves is really, really hard for us in this day and time because it's so unnatural, according to the world, for mm-hmm. us to do that. Right. It's, but it's something that, I mean, God tells us to do it. His word hasn't changed. No. His word doesn't change. Um, yeah, so uh, we know he's going to take care of us, um, just not necessarily as this world sees sees it done. Um, scripture passage 3, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You know, that was part of a letter. I, I, a lot of times we, we we reference this all the time. We see this. I mean, people have stickers on their car that says, you know, Jeremiah 29, And mm-hmm. it's a big it's a big thing. And we always look at that outside of its context. But when you put it in its context, it becomes even more powerful because in its context, this was part of a letter that Jeremiah wrote to the Israelites while they were in exile, Mm -hmm. while they were in a terrible situation in their lives. And again, back to that original thing here, looking at Noah and his situation, 
You don't necessarily see that as a positive thing, being born that way. The Israelites were in exile and being under some, under another regime's thumb and weren't able to, to do the things that they wanted to do. Things weren't great. But um, there's big plans for the Israelites at that time. And that's what Jeremiah is telling them. Is Understand, there's a bigger picture here. And you're just not seeing it right now. Think about... You know, when you were sitting there talking, I'm thinking about all the things, all the things in nature to our human character. When do we grow the most? When we're uncomfortable. When we're uncomfortable. What what stimulates grass to grow even more um, vibrantly? To cut it. Yeah. Um, when do we get faster as a runner? When we tear our body down. Yeah. And then it grows back faster and stronger. I know we've talked about this a hundred times on this podcast. We're 40 podcasts in. We've probably talked about this a hundred times. <laughs> but it, it's at those times when you're crying out to God and you're saying why, like Jeremy in this story. Think about what you're doing when you're crying out to God and asking why. Yeah, You're crying out to God, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And many times when we're on the mountaintops, we don't cry out to God. We don't cry out and say thank you like we should. Mm-hmm. And so many times it takes it takes us coming back down to humble ourselves, like like these verses say, and to bring back into focus who's in charge. Because we get on those mountaintops oftentimes and we start beating our chest and, and we think we're all this and we're in charge and we're master of our own destiny and all the cliches you hear, but we're not. And sometimes God allows us. Many times he doesn't do it. He allows it. He'll mm. allow bad things to happen. He'll allow, just like when you're a kid and you know, or you're, you're in a, a young parent and you see your kid about to do something boneheaded if it's... If it's not going to just badly hurt them, how many times do we let it happen? Because there's a lesson. Right. And they grow, and they become stronger, and they become wiser and smarter, and and they learn the order of things in this life. And God does the exact same thing. And like I said, we get this in so many other areas of our lives, but we struggle with it here. And I don't don't understand why that is oftentimes, because I do it every day. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do it some days more than others, but I do it every day, and I try to be in God's Word every day. I try to talk to God every day. I try to pray with me, just me, with my wife and my kids every day, and still I struggle with this. Yeah. And it's one of life's big mysteries, but it's in other areas it's pretty clear why this happens. But It is comfort- comforting to know that no matter where you are, no matter how bad things are, no matter what's going on, the global pandemic and businesses shut down and things like that there's a plan Mm -hmm. for hope and a future sure so question one have you ever wrestled with god while running (laughs) what christian runner has not wrestled with god while they were running um many times it's why god does this hurt so bad but uh yeah i mean that is a great time to for many people just to shut off you know i we did a little. I did a little thing with my son Lane at his signing party the other night, and I got the idea from you. 
I forgot that yours was 12 and mine was 10. I should have added two more because you, you beat me in this. But <laughs> it was the 10 things that you want your kids to take away. Lane's, Lane's about to go to college. And it's, you know, we, we tell our kids things all the time. But when you bullet down to 10 things, what are the 10 things that I wanted Lane to take away as he goes to college? And and one of those things is was of, on my list was find time to do nothing. And and we talked about this uh, this past Sunday morning. We went through all ten of those things, and we we talked about them as a family. And and I explained that we've got so many inputs into our life. And you know some of those inputs is what we watch on TV. That's an input. Or the friends that we talk to. That's an input. Or the radio stations we listen to, that's the input. Or the books that we read, that's an input. We have so many inputs in our lives. Number one, we, we have so many sometimes that we don't hear any of them. Yeah. But the inputs that we have into our life shape who we are. Mm. And you're going to have bad inputs into your life from time to time. But if the good ones outweigh those, then those bad ones aren't going to change who you are. But I was explaining the fact, and it's kind of... Kind of what we do here is you got to find time to do nothing sometimes so that you can hear God. Yeah. And for a lot of time, a lot of people, I think running is one of those times. Y- mm-hmm. Yes, you're running. So some people would argue, well, you're doing something. No, you need to find time for your brain to do nothing. Yeah. And so that you can hear God. And yeah, for me, and I think a lot of runners, mm-hmm. that is a time. A lot of times I'll go running without earbuds, without anything. Mm-hmm. And just listen, yeah. Because so many times we shout and we talk and we say, "Why God?" But we we never just shut your mouth and listen, yeah, to what God is saying. And so, yeah, yeah. I have wrestled with God <laughs> on runs and walks before, and it's it is a great time to to get along with Him many times. Yeah, I think if I had a top ten list of of my best conversations with God, maybe most constructive conversations with God, probably half of them were probably during yeah. a run. Yeah. Yeah. Especially those long runs, it's Saturday morning long runs where, uh, you know, you just, you're out there for a while and it's quiet and it's, it's crisp and the air feels good. And yeah, it's, uh, it's good. And, uh, you know, in this case, God used the, the birth of a baby to get, Jeremy's attention Mm -hmm. Um, because that's what he does is when we sometimes we just have to he has to get our attention somehow and he does it through some Some of the times in our lives when we're the closest to God are the lowest points in our life yeah yeah and it's when when you get to the lowest points in your life and nothing else is there you realize what is there yeah and it's God absolutely and that's why I don't understand how people who don't have that relationship when they get to the lowest points in their life, what do they have? I, I can't imagine that. I, well, that's it, why we see the anguish in the world that we see. Sure. Absolutely. Question two, how have your passions had their own destiny? <laughs> of course, I can't help but think about the run for God's story, my story. It, there's just all of this. It's not coincidental, is it? Right. Uh, there's a There are a lot of ministries out there that were birthed out of God's desire to use us where we can be the most effective. Yeah, I mean it's some of the yeah, some of the best ministries. Yeah. Out there come as a result of something bad. Yeah. Um we all have passions. Mhm. 
my passion is not the passion of many people listening to this podcast. But we all have passions, and if we can, if we can ever learn how to to use those passions mm-hmm. to reach people, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And what's so awesome is we all do have different passions. Sure. I mean, maybe it's in a huge passion of yours, but I know one one of the things you like to do is you like to hunt. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never had a desire to go hunting at all. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go hunting. It doesn't. Nothing about it appeals to me, and that's okay. That's it's okay. And from being We're, from being a hunter, I look around and there there's some incredible ministries out there that are hunting ministries, and it's Duck I, Dynasty. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just you you see all these ministries and, and they're catered to hunters because in everything we every hobby, mm-hmm. you know, hobbies notoriously are things that can take you away from Christ. So there needs to be ministries out there that can counter that. Yeah. Keep and just like running, running had started to take me away mm-hmm. from Christ. And luckily he got my attention and now we're using it to bring people closer to Christ. Yeah. And uh, there's there's two sides to every yeah. coin many times with, with our passions. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you're out there listening, you probably have a passion. Maybe Maybe it's running, but maybe it's something else. Um, so how can God use that? Question number three. Will you sign up for the Heart Warrior Half Marathon and kickstart the new year and or sign up for the Couch to Marathon? Well, you know, I've I've signed up for the Couch to Marathon. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll go sign up for this uh, New Year's Day race as well. But yeah, that's the question. Is everybody listening going to take the plunge? Yeah, I hope they are. Get into it. Get into it. Yep. There is power in people's stories. It's a challenging time. What do you do when everything you believe about God is being tested and God doesn't look like the good father that he says he does? You've got layers and layers and layers of hate in your heart. It it takes God to clean it up. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. All right, we are back. Do you have a partner for the Couch to Marathon journey? Uh, maybe other than the than this group, you know, you've got somebody local. Mitchell mentioned that first, I mean, early in this podcast. Um, you need an accountability partner, right? You've got to have it. Gotta you've got to have it. I mean, my accountability partner, and he, he may not even know this until he hears this, is my next-door neighbor. You know, unfortunately, they moved next door to the Run for God guy. <laughs> so I, I taught my neighbors into to doing this with us. But, yeah, you got to have somebody. You know, we said it before the break. Um, if somebody's waiting on you at whatever time you're planning to run, I would say the chances of you actually doing the run increase by what a hundred percent. If somebody's yeah. waiting on you, absolutely. Um, so yeah, get an accountability partner, somebody that you can talk to about what we talk about on Sunday nights. It's always good to go back and and talk about the things we talk about. And uh, yeah, you just you just gotta have that accountability partner. You know the one of the things about having an accountability partner is that the the tough side of um, the marathon is the mental side. Mm-hmm. 
And so the physical side is important, but an accountability partner will help you with that mental side. Because there's going to be days. There is going to be that day, if you're in this program, where you're going to go, I don't know if I can do that today, right? The physical side is the easy side. And, um... Yeah, the physical side is the easy side. The mental side is the part that we, we struggle with probably more than any other. So so we've talked about this. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast before, but there's a, there's a principle that we used to teach the, the triathlon team, and we call it the firewalk. And this yeah. illustrates the idea of which dominates your mind more. Is it the physical side or is it the mental side of running? You know, everybody's heard of firewalking. You know, it's where you have a, a bed of coals and, and, and you see people walk across them. Well, what we used to always tell the, the triathlon team is imagine that your full potential is a wall out there that's 30 feet away or 40 or 50 feet away. And nobody is ever going to reach their full potential. I, I argue that nobody ever reaches their full potential because there's always room for improvement. So that wall 50 feet away is your full potential. And between here and that wall is a bed of hot coals. And to get to your full potential, you've got to walk through that pain. Well, we know that there are people who can firewalk 50 feet in this world. I've seen it. We've Mm -hmm. seen people. So imagine that that wall is your full potential and you're standing at the starting line with a bed of coals 50 foot long in front of you and you start walking toward your full potential. What ultimately makes you step off of those hot coals? Is it hot? Yes. But what ultimately makes you step off is not necessarily the pain you're feeling, but it's your brain saying, I need to step off. Right. Because can the body endure that and walk that far? Yes. You see people that do it. Many people can't do it because of the mental side, Mm -hmm. because their brain says, I can't do this. And so if you can if you can if you can master the mental side, I use master loosely because I don't think we we ever master the mental side. Yeah. But if we can get better and better at the mental side, it's gonna make us go a lot further. And having an accountability partner helps you do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I know how it is. Listen, I worked a full time job um, you know, in a, in a, in an industry where I was, I don't know how many hours a week I was working, but it was a lot. I had to go in very early, um, stayed very late a lot of times. And, uh, I ran my best marathon at that point, mm-hmm. um, because I just figured out how to fit the time in. And that time was a lot more than we're going to ask from you, uh, yeah. because I, I was running 80 miles a week right. at that time. We're not going to ask you to run 80 miles a week. I no. promise. Um, so uh, Jamie, Jeremy, um, in, in that last story, you know, he ran a crazy fast marathon while being a doctor. He yeah. ran 237 in that Berlin marathon. Yeah. It's faster than I've ever run. Well, yeah. and we talked about it earlier, being physically fit bleeds over into every area of your life yeah. and it improves and it makes you more efficient and it makes you more vibrant and it makes you, it just helps you in every area of your life. So you may think I don't have time for it now, but when you start to do it, you, you'll probably find more time. Yep. Um, because it just, it, it, it helps you in every area of your life. You'll figure out where to fit it in. 
So it's time for Dean's Thoughts. That's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. So why would you want to run a marathon anyway? I'll describe why in this story. And it is entitled, Why a Marathon? Running is a simple sport. Most other sports include running as a small part of the overall intricacy of the game or contest. For most sports, although it is necessary, it is not a big focus. A basketball player, for example, will do an awful lot of running. As a matter of fact, I remember reading about how the average NBA player will cover a 10K during a game. Yet, while we focus on the simple act of running, a basketball player incorporates running into drills and running plays and practice and those kinds of things. Sure, they may do some longer running, but it's surely very limited. But running is far more complex than a basketball player knows. Training to be the best runner you can be is a scientific, step-by-step, fairly complicated process. But most of us are not concerned about experiencing all of that. But there is one thing that a non-runner will never understand. No one understands what it feels like to run a marathon. You can't describe it either. Oh, you can try to explain what that last six miles of a marathon feels like, but you don't truly understand it until you have done it. You may be able to get fairly close in your attempt to share your experience, but it will always fall short. It is a feeling that is both fantastic and awful at the same time. What else in life is like that? I can only think of one other thing that is like that. I'll get to that in a minute. Run a marathon because it is different from anything else you have ever done or ever will do. Run it because it's a great accomplishment, but even more for the experience of doing it. I promise you that the experience itself will far outweigh the feeling you get when you tell someone you've done it. If that's difficult to imagine, I understand. The idea of being able to tell someone that you have completed a marathon is pretty fantastic, but it pales in comparison to the experience of actually doing it. What is that one thing that is similar? Our walk with Christ, of course. It is very difficult to explain to someone what our relationship with God feels like, isn't it? Another believer will understand, but someone who has never experienced that feeling simply cannot understand, no matter how hard you try to explain. Run a marathon for the experience. You can talk to other marathoners and you will understand each other in, a, in the same way that we understand another believer when we talk about Christ. It makes the conversation much deeper when both sides understand the context of the subject. The reason we're Christians is for the experience of the relationship, not just to tell other people we're Christians. Although sharing Christ is important and is, in fact, what we are called to do, the experience will always be better than the description of what it feels like. The marathon is like that. The experience you will have you you have will be something you've never felt before. And you'll be glad you did it. You know, like you're glad you decided to follow Jesus. It's a great story, Dean. <laughs> you know, I remember after my first marathon thinking, really having those same thoughts. It's something you can't you really can't describe it. It's it's. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that is that way, and I just can't put my finger on anything else because it really is the because it's hard to tell somebody it 
there's so much pain, there's so much agony, and yet it feels so good. But I, I talk about good pain and bad pain a lot. I I really do. I'm, I'm one of those guys that I do like the good pain. I like doing the hard things where I really suffer, and there's that reward at the end. And, and the reward is the the feeling of accomplishment, knowing I just did that. And yeah. you can't replicate that. Mm-mm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's if, if you have never run a marathon, then just trust us. Yeah, you, absolutely. You will not, nobody, you see these memes all the time, but nobody ever has crossed the finish line of a marathon and said, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And many times it's, it's something that people look back on years and years and years later and say, it's the best accomplishment I ever did. Yeah. Across the finish line of a marathon. You talk about the pain. I think about the soreness afterwards, right? So you get through and you're just crazy sore. You mentioned in one of the podcasts about walking downstairs backwards. It was the Disney marathon. We did that. <laughs> because your quads are just on fire. You can't, they won't work. You could see, I mean, there's what, 40,000 people that run the Disney marathon and we went to that. Uh, it's a dinner show the night, the night after the night of the marathon. We went to a dinner show. It's called the Hoopty Do Review, and there's you have to walk down steps to get into the auditorium. You could see the runners. <laughs> Nobody was dressed like a runner. They had on casual clothes, but you could see. But it's like it was a code. You could see the agony, and you make eye contact, and it's like, yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah, I, I'm pretty awesome. I did that. And it's it's it really doesn't make sense to people that's never experienced it before. But once you do, you get it. Yeah. It's like that hurts so bad, but it is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That. And it really is a lot like our walk with Christ. You know, we, it's really, really hard for other people to understand when they watch us do things or maybe we deprive ourselves of things that they do that they think this thing is fun. And we look at that and we go, that's that's not biblical. It's not what I. It's not the way I should behave, and I don't right. do that thing. And they they think we're missing out. Mm-hmm. We're not missing out on a darn thing. Right. We we are experiencing something far greater yeah. than what they're experiencing. Right. So yeah. And back to the walking down the steps backward. Uh, I sat here and thought about this. Is there anything else, anything else that you can do that would make you have to walk downstairs backwards? Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything. What, what other exercise out there? Because even a shorter race doesn't make you do it's It's when you get up into those distances where you, you I mean, you're walking, especially if you, I mean, it was my mine and Holly's first one. And you feel like at any minute your quad is just going to lock up. Yeah. And you're going to be stuck standing somewhere in the, you know, in the middle of a crowd. But it's, it's, and that sounds horrible to somebody that doesn't understand it, but it's. It's completely awesome. It really is. <laughs> well, I can't help but think about my first marathon, and I've shared this with you before. My first marathon, I was young. I had I had no idea. I didn't, knew nothing about a marathon. All I knew was I ran a bunch of miles, and I showed up on the, on the starting line, and I'm going to run this marathon. Yeah. And so I show up. Well, I had never in my life. I'd run half marathons, but my half marathons were, I mean, I was done in, in less than an hour and 20 minutes. There was no reason to drink anything, mm-hmm. right? Well, I ran a marathon and I didn't drink anything, <laughs> no food, no anything. I never ate anything before a race. Like I had no food in my in my stomach before the race. I drank nothing before the race. I drank nothing during the race. I ate nothing during the race. By the time I got to 20 miles, I was walking. Mm-hmm. 
I was hurting so bad that the finish line was in sight and I was still walking <laughs> because I couldn't run. It was that bad. Now, we're not going to let folks get to that point no. because we're smarter we're than that. We're going to educate people yes. not to do what Dean did. Yes, don't do what Dean did. But, you know, even that, going back and looking at that. How many process, years ago was that? Gosh, I, I don't even know. That was 25 years ago. And it's still vivid. It is. In your memory. I, I, I guarantee. What, what else did you do that year? You can't remember can't, anything nope. else you did that year. Nope. But you remember that first I remember marathon. That. I can go to the, it was at the Museum of Aviation in Warner Robins, Georgia, and I can go show you the exact spot on the sidewalk where I laid down after I got done. <laughs> I could, I could, I could say I was in this shape yeah. right here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, run that marathon. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. So we're back, and, you know, we just had this commercial about becoming a coach, and uh, if you haven't become a coach and you're thinking about that, this is a great time to do it. While we're all doing this Couch to Marathon program, if you're just going to do a 5K challenge class, it would be a good time to to grab some folks around your church, and even if they just do the 5K. Of course, we'd rather that a lot of them do the marathon. But Yeah, and starting this January, we're actually going to help you become a coach. I mean, we're going to do a lot of the heavy lifting, and you can kind of see how we do it, not that... Not that the way we do it is the best way to do it. There's plenty of coaches that can teach circles around me and you. But a lot of people want to see it done. We've had a lot of people go to classes in their communities and then become a coach because they wanted to see how it's done. Well, starting January 17th, you'll get to watch live and see how it's done. So, yeah. Good opportunity to do that. And uh, to either either check it out so you can do it in the future or to to ride on our coattails. Sure. Absolutely. All right, so what else do we need to know about the class? Is there anything that we haven't covered thus far that we need to know about the class? So some people have asked about materials. Do we need the book? Do we need a T-shirt? Do we need other things? The short answer is no. We're going to teach you everything you need to know on the on the live sessions. But um, I think it's a great idea to have... The book and the T-shirt. You can actually buy the student kit, which comes with the book, the T-shirt, sticker. Um, because the book is just a valuable thing. Number one, you can journal in it. You can write down um, what you were feeling that week. We have the training logs. We have everything you need in there. But it's important to journal when when you're running. It's important to, to write down things like, you know, I ate something and it didn't go well. And mm-hmm. so I know going forward, don't eat that. Or, you know, some people like to write down their runs and how fast they did them, and that way they can track the progress. Or you can, some people are just journal, journalers. Is that a word? Yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> Some people are just journalers in general. That's a that's a mouthful. <laughs> but some people just like to journal. Right. Um, and it's a great place to do that. That way you can put it on your bookshelf. You can go back and refer to it later on if you need to. But the T-shirt is important. It's not a have to, but this ministry started with a T-shirt. It is the conversation starter. It yep. is where the rubber meets the road. When you go out, people are going to ask you. No questions about it. We're 100% positive that people are going to ask you about your T-shirt. And yes, you should tell them what Run for God is, but you should move quickly past what Run for God is onto what God's doing in your life. And it's the perfect conversation starter. We hear it over and over again about the conversations that these T-shirts have led to. Yeah, yeah. So there's also the thought, this thought too, there's some things in there about stretching and there's mm-hmm. there's running information that's in there that is valuable to reference later on. If, uh, you know, you just, you think about, it, I've got a little pain here. I wonder if there's a stretch for that, that I, that I need to, you know, it, there's, there's good information. in there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's the 5k challenge, but it's running 101. Right. You know, if you wanted to go to Barnes and Noble and buy a book about running, well, this is it. I mean, this is everything you need to know to enter the sport safely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So is there anything else? I think we've covered just about everything that people need to know about it at this point. Yeah. I mean, uh, the fact that on Sunday nights we're going to be live, Mm -hmm. people can ask questions and Mm -hmm. interact with each other. Um, You know, while the class is going on, you'll even be able to communicate back and forth. You'll be monitoring that. You can be talking to people on there. It's just going to be it's it's going to be as close to us all being in one class physically together as you can get. And we've spent a lot of time in researching the best way to do this. We're going to do it on the YouTube platform, which will be embedded into our site. Uh, so the technology, you know, we, we feel like we're, we're doing everything we need to do to make it as as good of an experience as you can have. And... I'm excited about it. Yeah, I am too. I'll tell you that just I've had goosebumps a few times just in talking about it, thinking about it, and just the things that the stories that we know we're going to see and hear. Um, I'm so excited about those. So we have no trivia question today. Mm-hmm. We have, as I think I may have indicated up front, we are inserting a couple of episodes in between our normal routine because it's the holidays and mm-hmm. because it's Christmas and New Year's and it's a special time of year and we wanted to do some special things. And so the trivia questions will be back. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you're like waiting for the trivia question to come and I'm not sharing that trivia question with you right now, I'm so sorry. We do have several that are really into the trivia questions, but we will be back. Let me go back. You, you said, is there anything else? And I, I hadn't thought about this. Go out. You know, everybody loves a good dare. S- some of the best things I've done in my life. And worse And things. some of the dumbest <laughs> things I've ever done in my life were the result of a dare. I think about my neighbor, Dean, who we're going to have on here the next few weeks. Um, I dared him to do an Ironman. And he did it. And that's, you ask him, that's one of the, the greatest things he ever did. Um, go out and dare five people. That's a good way to, to do, do this with you. We've got all kind of posts. We've got the business cards you can order with the Couch to Marathon. 
I mean, or the Run Club. We've got all kind of resources that you can use to share on social media and all that. And all that's great. But nothing beats picking up the phone and said, hey, I dare you to do this program with me. <laughs> You'll be surprised, number one, at how many people would do it. Um, and I guarantee you it'll change their life. Yep. It will absolutely change their life. You will create a closer friendship. That's the that's the one thing we haven't talked about much with this program is the friendships you're going to make on this club. I mean, like there are so many people on Run Club that I feel like are my friends. They are my friends, mm-hmm. but I've never met them. Yeah. I hope I hope many of them are going to come to Dalton in April. I hope I'm going to see all of them in January at Disney. But we're already friends. And it's these I've we've seen it over the past ten years. You see lifelong friendships form through through this program because there's no better friendship form than with the people you suffer with. Yeah. And I, I say suffer in the awesome way. Yeah. Um so yeah, go out and dare. I dare you to go out and dare five people. <laughs> I like it. I love that. And yeah, I, you use that relatively effectively because you've done it to me before and gotten me involved in some things. Um, they were all good. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't absolutely. change them. Wouldn't change them. Nope, I wouldn't. Um, I like it there. I like the idea of sure. doing something outside your comfort zone. I'll share. How about this? We'll share one of these reasons why running is so awesome. So for this week, I thought about this one. Bone conduction headphones. Never used them. Never used them, but think about this, okay? Here's the thing about bone conduction, and this is why I say it, not because there are such a thing as bone conduction headphones. They're pretty cool, you know? They they allow you to hear things outside of, you know, you can listen to something but hear traffic and things, mm-hmm. for example, and that's why I use them. But think about this. I don't know who invented the bone conduction headphones, but I'd say it has something to do with a runner. Mm-hmm. has something to do with somebody who needed to be able to hear two things at once. And runners are probably the reason why, bone, I know they're the reason why they've become popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you ever feel like runners aren't important, if you ever feel like you got there, you do this sport and you think, you know, what I do is not really that important. Think about this. There are products and in, there are industries built around what you do. And bone conduction headphones is just the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. when it comes to that. So someone was sitting in a lab with runners on his mind trying to figure out how to make a better product. That's a good thought, Dean. Yeah, yeah. Motivational thought of the week. This comes from somebody, some guy that I know named <laughs> Mitchell Hollis. Uh, and he may not have said it exactly this way, but he, he has mentioned this a number of times. And I think this is really relevant to what we're talking about with this Couch to Marathon program, and it is always keep your why in front of you. Write it down. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Yep, yep. So here we are. Are you going to join us for the Couch to Marathon program? We're like just over two weeks away at this point. Yes. It's going to be awesome. But it's going to be epic. You really should join us. Do something big. If you've never done anything, and I know people, who will tell me, I'll say, well, what what kind of big thing have you ever done in your life? And they're like, I never really, I don't know that I can think of anything I've ever done that's this really This is big. it. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. So so go out there and get some other people to join you. Get involved. Um, 
Get other people involved in Run Club. If you happen on this podcast and you're listening to all this and wondering what this Couch to Marathon program and Run Club specifically is all about, go check out runforgodrunclub.com and uh, and see what we're all about. Um, we believe that uh, we've got some great things out there in store for you to, uh, to help you along that journey of trying to uh, get out the door every day and run. It's hard. It's hard some days. It's hard. And we just want to be the motivator and the the impetus behind that but most importantly we want to do it um, as Christ allows us and, and uh, uses us to do so go out there and check out that share the run po- the run for God podcast with others um, so that others can get the word too now may God bless every step of every run go out there and shine your light good job Dan. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.